Welcome to the 8 Ball Pool Podcast with Dan Wells and Scott Ryan. In this episode, we're talking to IPA Tour professional Jordan Church. We'll hear him talk about his career and the rise and fall of 8 Ball Pool in the UK. So your recent IPA winner, you just won the Bournemouth edition, as yeah. it were. Yeah, there's like a hundred, I think it's about 160 on the tour. Um, and we have, two, there's three events of the weekend. So there's the, uh, the open event, which is open to professionals and amateurs. And the professionals have their own event and the amateurs have their own event. And uh, yeah, won my, first, uh, won my first open event. Well done, I thought you'd won a, a few more by now. Well, Being yeah, one yeah, of the superstars nice, of the game. Yeah, there's, there's so many good players now. You just have to, you just have to take the victories when they come, which isn't, it doesn't seem to be very often. But I think um, it's difficult. It's not like snooker, is it? It's not one person can dominate the game because there's a lot of luck involved with the break and everything. So the break's so hard. I've been, I've actually been working really hard on my break because that's probably been one of my weakest parts. Um, so yeah, I've been working quite hard on that. So I've been, I've been cut breaking for a little while now. But I've actually got, I've got three different cut breaks, which is a bit. Rain so with the cut break, um, sorry, just me being the non-player. So I've tried to cut break, pretty much guaranteed to pop ball. If you hit it right. But the balls don't really spread as well if you go up the front. Uh, for me, it's, now I play black ball rules now. Um, I was always world rules, but I play black ball, and because you've got two shots if the white goes in, I just think it's so dangerous to break from the front. Okay. And that's that's probably the main reason I break from. From the uh, like second ball in now, just because it's a lot safer. You go straight into the side rail. You don't have to worry about the white. Going Especially with the, the quality of players you're playing against on the OP tour, it's game yeah. over, isn't it? You're yeah, going if you pop the white, it's, yeah, you may as well just chalk the frame nuts. Because even if you don't win the frame, e- even if they don't clear up, they're going to take massive control. And you just you're asking. I just I personally think you're just asking for trouble if you're breaking from the front. But some people still do it. They, they prefer the the front ball. But yeah, I've just I've just decided to make the switch. So, so for new listeners to the show, some people may not be familiar with your exploits on the table. Give us a talk through. Where did you start? Uh, when I first started playing. Yeah, when did you first start? So I first started when I was nine. Okay. Um, we, my, me, my parents used to used to have a pub um, in like a local village, and I used to I used to sneak. Uh, sorry, let me move this mic a bit closer because I'm talking quiet. Didn't want to disturb all of the uh, no punters in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we had, we used to live in a pub, and I was nine, so I used to sneak in. Uh, used to sneak in early mornings before we went to school, and um, I used to put beer towels down my pockets, and uh, so I could put seventy p in the table, and I wouldn't have to put it in again. <laughs> so <laughs> used to that in my local. Yeah, We've all done that. Yeah, it's all definitely the way. And I, I used to play in there, and there was a guy that came in, and he said, "Oh." He said to my, my mum and dad, he was like, oh, your son's really good. I think uh, I'll, I'll get my friend down. He said he runs the Kent junior team. Um, anyway, my dad got chatting to him. And it turned out that his son was a pro pool player um, from the Isle of Sheffield. And it was Carl Morris. Oh, wow. So it was actually Carl Morris. 1998 Kent. world champion. It was, yeah. So Carl Morris used to... Uh, very good model, see, I like that. Thank you. Um, so he came down and his brother used to play as well. I don't know if you know this, Kurt. I've heard of his brother. I've Kurt, heard of his Kurt brother. actually won the junior world championships at the same time Carl won the men's world championships. Yeah, yeah, he was unbelievable. He beat he beat well. the podcast friend in um in the final in 1998. Um, Keith Brewer. Oh, okay. Our yeah. main man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He beat me in the final. Yeah. He beat me in the final. Yeah. yeah. That was a three day match. A real <laughs> no, 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 because they had a shot clock. But there was this really odd thing. 
During that match, Carl Morris, very anal about the break, constantly complaining to the referee, you're not you're not racking you're not racking the balls yeah. correctly. And obviously, Carl Morris' perspective, bit of an inspirational character, trouble with his hearing. Yeah. And the ref would have to tap the table to, to give him uh, to acknowledge that he had a certain time left on the shot clock. Yeah, so it, sorry right. I digressed there. Sorry, so yeah. so so sorry, Jordan. No, no, no. Uh, no, so Carl, yeah, so Carl came down and did an exhibition. Because um, so it was it was a tiny little village, but we used to have like little Saturday ball tournaments um, for like juniors and stuff. Um, so yeah, he came down and, and he saw a couple of us, and he said, "Oh, I want you to come to the Kent trials." And I was nine at the time. The Kent like the Kent juniors like uh, under 18s. Oh wow! So I thought oh, probably he did say to me that you probably won't get in, but you'll you'll be good experience. Um, so anyway, I turned up and there was there was about 30, 40 kids, something like that. So it was quite, it was really popular, and I, I don't know how, but I managed to get in. Um, was wow. it, this must be nineteen ninety something, nineteen two thousands. Yeah, uh, so I was nine at the time, now thirty two. So yeah, work that quick, out. Quick math, someone. Quick math. Thirteen years. So twenty three. Twenty three years ago. <laughs> twenty three years ago. Ninety seven. So just before Carl became world champion. Yeah, yeah. So then what happened was Carl. Uh, when I got in, uh, when I got into the juniors, Carl Morris. Uh, used to coach me. I used to go over to his house, and he used to do a bit of coaching with me. He had like a pool room out the back, um, so he coached me for a little while. And um, yeah, then obviously he won the world championships. And then a few years later, I was still playing. I, I got England England junior trials at like eleven. Um, I, I played miserably, but it was still still pretty good. Uh, that was probably that's, one that's I, not taken long. Two years to to, to, you know, to get to them that level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I could I couldn't get off the table. I yeah. was just I was a nuisance. Like in the pub at the time, we we were only in there for like another year, but um, I just used to drive everyone mad. I used to just drive everyone mad. Will you blame me? Will you blame me? Will you blame me? There's nothing. <laughs> there's just there's, there's nothing. There's nothing kind of. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. And I guess kind of you were kind of lucky because when you started playing, you kind of had that pool explosion. Yeah. Was still was still kind of ongoing. Yeah, yeah. You had the you had the worlds. Obviously, seeing a guy who you're practicing with. Winning on Sky Sports, yeah. you know, at the time it was massive. You had yeah, tobacco sponsorship back then. There was a bit of money in the game. Um, Carl Morris recently made a comeback as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he played in the IPA Worlds, just gone. He did. He did. Um, he did. He did well. He made the quarters as well. He was playing some really good stuff. He did. And he sort of well, he had similar experience to me. He just completely, he just had a nightmare in one match. He lost to Aaron Davis, I think. Uh, I think it was three sets to one. Is he is he is he back is he back now? Full I think time? he's going to start playing a bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Does he it, still have his table at home? I'm not <laughs> too sure because he lives up in Hull now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because his parents, um, they're, 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 his whole family are from the Isle of Sheppey, which is sort of 15 minutes down the road from here. Um, but his parents passed away years ago, so his his wife um, is from Hull, so he's moved up there with his two kids, and, and they just I suppose just to be close to their family in that respect. Yes. Yeah, no, he's. Um, I like Carl. He's he's a proper character. It's good to see that some of the old faces back, especially when the uh, the big Supreme Paul series came out. There was loads of old faces all popping yeah. themselves up again, back from the eighties and nineties. Yeah, that was good, good to see. Even the like Darren Collison. Yeah. Sort of reared his head. I don't know if you remember Darren. No, he was like a he he won tour, uh, IPA tour events. He was like a top five player, but no one really speaks about him. He's from over in Essex. Him and Rob Hill. Um, yeah, he was such, such a good player. But yeah, no one really. He's not really spoken about, but I, I, I think he's. I think he's stopped now. I think he played a couple of events in the Supreme, and he just didn't fancy again. But so you that was in '97. When was it when you won your Junior World Championships? 
2004, and then I won it again in 2005. Oh, sorry, twice, well, twice. Junior World Championships. Yeah. yeah. And how old was you the first time? 16? Uh, yes, yeah, si- 16 and 17, yeah. And then I was too old to, to try and retain yeah. it the following year, yeah. Yeah. So how how was that experience? When in the, how does it feel walking around? Because I remember you walking around with your red hair and your <laughs> white and red Q case, which I think you still got the same one. Uh, no, I still the same one, but you had England is, written down the state. That is my old case. It's the same one. You sold to someone else. I sold remember it. that wow. you walking around with that case. Uh, your matching hairstyle. So yeah, it must have been a good feeling walking around being it was, world yeah. champion. Well, when you're a kid, that is all you. I yeah, mean, it, it's not. That's what I loved about playing junior pool. It's nothing was about money it was all about winning tournaments and it was just the prestige of, of like being world champion and yeah I just I loved it I loved it so much I, I couldn't get enough of the game so then what happened so you, you're two-time junior world champion where uh, did you go from there so I was I then played um, I got so when I was 17 I actually played uh, men's county a so I was obviously a successful junior so I played um when I was 15 and 16, uh, I played junior pool and I lost one frame one year and two frames the following year. Wow. And I was like, it's not really, like, I'm not, obviously it wasn't being arrogant, but I was a bit like, I just want to go and play men's pool straight away as, as early as yeah. I can. So when I was 17, they, they said to me I could go and play in the um, in the men's 18. Yeah, the first year wasn't, wasn't great. I think it might have been 16 actually, but yeah, first year wasn't great. Um, and then the next year I actually qualified for England trials. Um, so I, I just ca- I, I then came out with juniors, um, and then I, I got straight into the England men's team, which was really oh, I just thought I was going to take over the world all of a sudden. Um, so our England men's team was uh, Keith Gill, as you mentioned before, the main uh, man, Chris Mellon, Jason Twist, oh, Nick wow. Gill, Gareth Potts. It wow. was just ridiculous, and uh, yeah, I didn't get through the internal trials. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a squad player. So I asked if I could play in the under twenty ones, but they wouldn't let me try. So. Um, Strange. Because I was already in the England men's team, I wouldn't let me try for the under 21s. So I just sort of sat around for a year doing nothing. Uh, following year, I didn't go for the men's trials, I went for the under 21s trials. Um, I managed to get in, went to the Worlds, and for some reason I just had enough of the game. I just thought, oh, I don't want to play anymore. Um, and I actually I snapped my feral about two or three weeks before I went to the tournament. Wow. And I was like, Gonna play this and that'll be me done. I'm never, never gonna play again. So I borrowed my mate's queue, played in the team event, the under 21s, and I was just sort of, I wasn't really, I couldn't really be bothered to play, and I just thought, I just lost the love for the game. Uh, and when you're in the under 21s, you get a men's single spot as well. Okay. So got beaten that as well. <laughs> um, but we had the World Masters event, which is played over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, I ended up getting beat in the final to Nick Hill with my mate's queue and I thought oh my god I'm back right here you go <laughs> so I, I kept playing for another um, probably another couple of years and then I got straight into the England men's team after leaving the under 21s um, played in that for a couple of years and then I, I think I was about 20 about 23, 24 we'd had the club we, we bought a club in, in that time um, and, and I just I was around it so much I just, I just kind of got too much, yeah. too much of a good thing. Yeah, and I just went, I just, I've had enough, I just don't want to play. So I, I was playing in the England men's team at the time, and I was in the World Championships and stuff, and I just said, I've had enough, I'm just going to quit. So how does it feel playing for England? Because some people would sort of um, 
that you think you, know, you should do a privilege playing for England, but you're there thinking I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, and, and that was a, that was one of the reasons why I did I stopped because I, I just thought I'm no, taking someone else's spot and yeah. I'm not even enjoying it. I just it's like a chore to be here. I just felt like stuck in Blackpool for two weeks. And By the just, way, I do salute the people that play county pool. Yeah, because 100%. you're giving up, you know, I've, I've qualified for my county in the past, okay? Um, I must say, the thought of giving up my Sunday and travelling out of many miles yeah. away, giving up my Sunday to play four frames of pool, I just couldn't do it. Yes. Like, I really, I, honestly, I couldn't do it. So you've my to, hat's off. You've got to off. love the sport, especially if you want to play for England and, and the way you have to do it. You've got to, you've got to be dedicated. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You can't just get in the, t- well, Jordan can probably just get an invoice, but some of us have to go the, the difficult route and go through county and, and, and then go through the, county, uh, the trials and it's really difficult. Yeah. Any county players out there, I take, I yeah. tip my hat because I mean, I mean, that's when dedication. Think, when you think a lot of those guys, probably 95% of those players are not even... They know they can't get England trials. They know they're probably not going to progress. They're there because they're proud to represent the county, and they're, and they're there to sort of enjoy the day out. And you've you've got to admire that. And you, that you pay your money. You don't get paid to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's you're literally you're your time paying out your own money. pocket. Yeah. You know, God. You know, God bless him. I, I mean, you've recently qualified for England, Dan. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah you recently yeah. qualified for England. I did. I Talk us fourth, through that experience. My fourth attempt. I was playing World Rules, and then I started playing pocket ball. Went for the for black ball. And uh, I got to the England trials. So just luckily, one day I played really well and got through the trials, and that, and that was it. And you've had you, you've had your first uh, appearance for England. It was in Cyprus for a week. Uh, spoiled out there in this five-star hotel for a whole week of just a big room with fifty pool tables in it. You just play pool all day, and you think of the county and that the, the atmosphere, or you go to Great Yarmouth and that atmosphere. It's the same, but just more intensified. Where you're playing for, for your your country and it's just, it was just a great experience so but, Jordan the switch from world rules to to, to Blackpool now yeah. like I say I'm not I'm nowhere near the standard of either of you players um, I must say so for those listening to the podcast for the first time I'm not really a pool player I'm a pub player you're more near my stand, standard than you are Jordan's I'm definitely <laughs> more sense. near your standard yeah. Dan definitely a million percent <laughs> okay world rules I think it encourages bad play that's just my take from playing I can play so Jordan you could play the best shot against me in the world and I can tap the white with my cue and you've got no advantage as a result of that shot yeah. that's crazy to there, me there's, yeah, well let's just make simplify for you world rules or black ball to me, for me black ball yeah but why because I I don't know I just I, I much I much prefer the game you're an attacking player um, and it suits, suits that game yeah it? it does yeah and I always feel like I just think you've always got a shot. Hmm. Whereas World Rules, you kind of sometimes just, I don't know, just sort of sitting there delaying the game. Yeah. It's more of a, a Keith Brewer kind of game, isn't it? Keith, a... Keith, I mean, it's not quite old rules, which Keith Brewer we know loved. Um, for those who, for those who are familiar with Keith Brewer, you'll know that his style is slow and steady wins the race. Um, there was a guy who played from Portsmouth, right? Okay, they had a they had a first to five, and apparently it lasted two days. That's and we're not kidding here when we say this. Two days. That wasn't best. To, that that's first to five frames. I can imagine it. Two days. How I've, is that possible? I played Keith, and we had 
on the first frame it lasted an hour and it resulted in a rewrack. <laughs> you just, you just in, lose in, the will to live. In a rewrack. <laughs> you know, it's too much. A, a, very, a very successful player. 1998 yes. world finalist. Um, unbelievable. At the time was considered probably, he was considered the man of his of his era in some ways. Never won a world title. Mm. That's yeah, that seems, that's seems, seems a bit sad. When you see someone that's that good, yes. Yeah, I saw him play on the on the on the tour when the when the IPA was Waldorf. I saw him play this guy and he's put him in a snooker. The guy's rolled up behind and he's laughing and joking with his mates because he knows that Keith's in trouble. So Keith just double tucks him, puts him back in, but he's moved the yellow like an inch down the table. So the guy plays a deliberate foul and he's still laughing and joking. Keith does it again, double tucks. All he's doing is pushing that yellow just further down the table. Down the table. Yeah. Four hours later, did he win the frame? Honestly, it must have been about eight physics later. This guy still thinks he's got Keith. And uh, next thing he knows, Keith's pushed the yellow so far down the table that he can't play the deliberate foul now <laughs> and get the advantage. And he stood there and he's just sort of scratching his head. And, he's, and, and he just sort of taps the table as if to say, yeah, really good shot. And I, and I stood there thinking, which one? Because he, yeah. <laughs> he just played 16 of them. He slowly strangled, he slowly yeah. strangled yeah. his opponent. Constrictor. Yes. Slowly, yeah. slowly, slowly strangled his opponent. I mean, but to be fair, if you're like me and you, and you, and you enjoy watching the game, it's not good to watch, is it? It's not. No, it's, it's clever what he does. Um, but it's yeah, it's a different skill because if patience can be a skill, then patience is a skill. Yeah, it's, I mean, you still got privilege. He's still putting putting Only balls where he player. wants them. It's just it's just not putting them. It's just not. To be fair, I think when I played him that that game that ended in a rewrack, I think it was it went to a final frame to cider, and then he broke. He thought about it for twenty minutes and then just cleared up. <laughs> well, after hours and hours of just covering pockets and doing this, he just broke and dished the last frame. Why didn't you just do that in the first four rounds? <laughs> yeah, could have done that. Could have been home by now. So you got beaten the first round again? I was, yeah. Or was yeah. it the second round? Oh, okay. Running jokes. So for those that want to know, my, my wife calls me first round Dan. <laughs> it's not just his wife who calls him first round Dan. It's not. He's also known as dead money when he walks into a pool yeah. tournament now. Yeah, there's a round of applause when I That's walk That's not in. really good. You're not really happy. People start ordering rounds of drinks. You know, you, 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 you normally buzz when your opponent no-shows, but you actually buzz when Dan shows up yeah. because you know you're guaranteed to get a bit of point in practice. I wish I could disagree. <laughs> but you can't really disagree, can you? No, I can't. It's all true. You, you can't. So, Jordan, sorry, sorry, sorry. We, I'd love to just sit here all day and um, and mock Dan's no, um, pool prowess. <laughs> um, so, you've 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 taken a break. Did you take a break from the game? Yeah. So I stopped playing everything for about a year. I don't think I even hit a ball. And then, um, as I said, we got we've got, I've got my own club with my parents. Um, a beautiful club, by the way. Thanks. A beautiful, absolutely stunning club. Yeah. It's it's. It's a proper. It's a proper club. Yeah, we just upgraded all the lights, um, the snooker tables. They had like the old style shades, the, the yeah. old coffins, um, and they had some of them had like the scoreboards on the side of the table, uh, on the on the light. So we just put electronic scoreboards in, and then because of uh, the coronavirus, we've just shut for a month. So, so for those who <laughs> right. aren't familiar with the area of Kent, where exactly is your club located? Uh, in Raynham in Kent. Raynham in so. Kent. And is it easy easy to get to? Yeah, near a yeah. high street. Trains two minutes down the road. Trains two minutes uh, away. Friendly staff. Yeah, well, yeah. Apart from myself, after I just got beat. Good standard yeah. of play. So if you were just to walking off the street, would you probably be able to find a game here? Yeah, uh, Paul and Snooker, you generally be able to find a game. Yeah. Generally, be I able mean, to find our a pool game. teams. Uh, so Rochester play interleague up here. They won yep. the national championships a couple of years ago. Did you play for the team when they won the nationals? I didn't no, no. And uh, our local team won the champion of champions as well. 
Wow. And I didn't think of that to you. And you're the home <laughs> of Blackpool Pool as well? Yes. Yeah, uh, for, Kent, for the so county? Kent's out of here now, yeah. So. For the county? Yeah. So you're doing you're doing a lot to promote the game in, in the local area? Yeah, we try and do our bit. Yeah. Are you seeing the youngsters coming through? Not as many as we'd like, really. No, so why do you think that is? Do you, I mean, because pools are pretty... It's not like snooker. So if you if you played snooker when you were younger, you can concentrate for hours because you don't have the distraction of mobile yeah, phones yeah. and stuff. Now I think it would be difficult to be to play snooker now. Yeah, but pool it's such a quick it's such a quick game, such a quick fix. It is, yeah. I just think it's hard to keep kids interested and keep them improving because, like I say, with snooker, it's, it's, it takes a long time to get good. Well, it's yeah. the same as pool. It's the same with pool. Really, it takes a long time to to get good, and you can't see yourself getting better either. So. With snooker, you can say, oh, I had a 20 break today. Oh, I had a 30 break this week. I had a 40 yeah. break. With, with Paul, you go, oh, I broke clear today once. And then next week, you go, I didn't break very well, so I didn't clear up any. You, there's no, there's no, you can't, there's nothing to judge yourself by. Yeah. So I think it's hard to keep kids interested because the, they're too busy playing their Xboxes. And there's yeah. uh, it's that instant gratification generation where they can just click on, turn on their Xbox and play Fortnite and you, you know, instantly involved in something and you can. Yeah, whereas you, know, you don't go down the club and get your queue out and get beaten for six hours on end like I used to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not very nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. There's like you said, there's not that instant gratification. You just you just have to keep plugging away and plugging away. And, and kids, they just don't really want to do that now. There's, there's that, a lot of stuff so to do though now. There's so kids. much other stuff to do. Yeah, and and they can see how good they are. Like you say, you're sitting there in front of their Xbox, they're playing with their mates, and, and, and they can they can just it doesn't doesn't involve any effort. Yeah, too many yeah. distractions. Well, I was little, so all I did was play pool all day. So I had my own little table in my room. So I would just play all day, every day. So my little boys just started playing. <coughs> and uh, I spoke to my dad about this. There's a difference between you and him. And that's if you had your own table at home. Hmm. And you would play all day, every day. So he's just playing three nights a week. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a slower process to get good. Yeah. And if you don't see that, you know, instantly getting good, it's easy to get, just want to go home and play your Xbox instead. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. It's a shame. Do you, do you think that's going to tail off then? If, if that's if we put now as a starting point, in the next 10, 15 years, there's going to be a lack of snooker and pool players? Um, I think a I think lack of dying seri- sports. A lack of serious ones. I think we will get a lot. I, I, I suppose it will it'll, it'll start growing again. I mean, there's, I know there's, there's places where snooker, snooker players are still having lots of tournaments and stuff for kids and and they're getting big numbers. I think there's a club down in Brighton, Castle Club. I think they've got quite big numbers for snooker. Um, but whether they turn to pool or whether they stay with snooker or whatever, you have you whatever, have a couple of professionals here practicing. Do you find that that helps? Are they here, they're here practicing, and you get a couple of youngsters coming. Do you find that helps them encourage them to come in and play? A little bit, yeah. It creates a bit of interest because um, then when they like Barry Hawkins plays out here and Gerard Green, but if Barry's practicing down on table on the table. And a couple of kids see him and they know who he is when he's on TV they might sit down and watch it yeah. and it keeps them interested in the game because they know that oh, Barry plays down my club so they can start, kind of sit there and support him um, so yeah it, do, it does help I think but but I've noticed this about Paul is you know I played snooker when I was younger you know that was my thing tournaments were few and far between even at an amateur level you've got a tournament every week for Paul yeah, like literally, that, that I've never seen a sport that has so many tournaments, so many different things going. The leagues are flourishing. Um, 
in Portsmouth, we've got a, a Monday Money League. We've got a, a thriving Wednesday League. We've got a thriving Thursday League. You've got Interleague on a Friday. You've got tournaments in Southampton. You run your own tournaments down in Waterlooville? Yeah, Port, uh, Hampshire Pool Tour. So, yeah, that's quite popular. Um, there's always lots to going on around our area. Um, so I just wonder how that doesn't quite translate to it being popular on TV. Why doesn't that happen? I think it's a tough spectator sport to it watch. Is, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think you I guys are too good. Yeah, it's, if that's it's okay. Made to look, it's made to look too easy. I do think that. I've said that for a long time. You see the top players and they, and they play a shot. And unless you really know what you're looking for, you just think, oh, he's just played that ball. But yeah. If you know what you're looking for, you think, oh, he's played that ball. He's, he's just flicked this one. Yeah. Just to kind of make it available for three shots time. But it just it just doesn't, you, can't, you just can't get that across to, to like the casual viewer. Well, um, a bit of a shout out here to uh, Kev Barton, the, the guy who runs IPA hmm. pool here. So I went to uh, actually a pool, a pool event. So I went to the town shootout. What an afternoon that was. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You, you had the, the shot clock and people running around trying to pop balls. It made you all look mortal on yeah. the table <laughs> as opposed to yeah. what you look like normally, which is, you know, you look unbeatable. But that day, I think even Dan might want a frame <laughs> with a shot clock. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Well, no, that, I think you would have. That's not, Ke- that's not Kev's organisation. Who's, yeah, who's, who's so organisation is that? Is that? Uh, so that's called Orange Media Group. So that's... Uh, Zach Leonard, uh, Will Caldwell, and I think Kev Moyles is, uh, is is involved. So that as a spectator sport, though, is brilliant. Very good, yeah. yeah so so good. more events like that, I think that more people might might watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I just think you have to be careful about who you put on with those sort of events because you still need the you still need the good players. Yeah, like the top, not not necessarily the top top players. Yeah, but you still need very good players to be able to play at a decent level under that sort of pressure on that shot clock. You need to be such a quick thinker. I think sometimes they've, like in the past, they've put a couple of players on there, and they're probably good players. But as soon as you put them under that, like I say, under that pressure with that time, like you've got fifteen seconds to think of a shot, you end up just slapping balls around, and it it can look bad. I think. But it can, at the same time, it can look really good. So, do you think that there should be like your sanctuary, which is your world championships? Never touch that because that's the holy grail, and that's the best should always come out on top. But these kind of events to get to get to get people used to kind of watching pool as you kind of become conditioned. So, yeah. for snooker, you had Pop Black in the you know in the nineteen sixty nine. You know they just wanted to show off color TV, yeah. but where it was a one frame format, people could stomach that. Yeah, yeah. And then after a period of time, people started saying, well, actually, we want to see a bit more. Yeah. Which meant that the World Championships got covered on TV. Maybe that, I don't know, maybe yeah, that's yeah. an in for Paul. I do think they need to change the formats up a little bit. I think a lot of people watch snooker as well that don't play snooker. So you'll see a lot of the older generation, because maybe because it was on TV then, still watch it now and have never played a game in their life. They just find it interesting. Well, I don't think that it's the same with Paul. No one's going to watch Paul if they don't play it. I think with snooker though you had an you had an influx of characters that were given kind of exposure on TV from the pop black era. So Alex Higgins, you know, very you know flamboyant kind of guy, unbelievable exponent of Q Sports. You had Ray Reardon, you know, everybody knew him as Dracula. What characters could we have? I mean, Jordan, you know, chatting with you this morning, you got great personality, great character. How do we get your personality out there in terms of? 
you know, well, on the TV. I, I think so. They they don't. You get like your little interviews afterwards. On the, on the, like when you go to, when you're on the tour, you win a match, you get like your little two minute interview afterwards. But they sh- I think they should have like a little, a bit like they do for snooker, yeah, where they have like interviews before and a little bit of build up and and a little find out about video about oh here's Ben Davis at home and this is where he practices and a little interview about him and how his season's gone and just a little bit of insight into because I bet you don't know a single thing about anyone on TV any of the pool players you don't, don't know anything about their personal that, that comes down to money there's not that money in the sport to be able to go right we're going to have the tournament but now we're going to go and see Jordan Church in his hometown we're going to go and see you know Mark Davis yeah, you could go to like um, you could go to like the local college we're expense. doing it now Yeah, we're doing course. it we're sat here right yeah. now so if you're listening to this podcast you're finding out about Jordan which you know and we're lucky for our first guest you can actually talk. So we're, we're buzzing with that. <laughs> no, I mean, serious. You can actually talk. Um, but what I will what I will honestly say is you've got millions of people play pool yeah. every week. Millions. I've like, had this about 10 million people that play pool. 10 million people play pool week. every week. In their park, isn't, club. Isn't, isn't it lot. one of the biggest participation, it is, participation yeah. sports in the, in the country? Behind, like, football and fishing. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it. So 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 yeah so you so the people that invented the so invented so how pool tables came to the UK if you really want to get geeky is basically years ago people used to play bar billiards. I don't know if you've ever played the game Jordan. Yeah. It's a very hard game yeah. to watch. It's terrible. Very hard to watch. Okay, <laughs> and if people are really clever, they can run the table out. So they needed something different. So this guy started importing American pool tables into the UK, but the American pool tables were too big to fit in a lot of our pubs because. Yeah. You know, Britain's, you know, it's small and the, the, the pubs tend to be smaller mm. than the bars you go to in America. So there was a table created, a Super League table. You may have heard of those. I think it's just a bit before your time. But in the, in the 80s, you used to see the little eight, eight ball pool the stickers sticker in, in the, the window to let you know okay. that there was an eight ball pool table. Do you not remember these the days? No, no. Oh, good days. They sold 190,000 of these pool tables. 190,000 of these pool tables. Now, that's before Supreme tables ever existed. That's before all of these other tables ever existed. They sold 190,000. Yeah. Are you telling me that if you were running pool today, you couldn't go out and speak to the manufacturers of certain drinks, you couldn't speak to the manufacturers of certain things and say, come and get behind our game. We're going to put you in front of your target audience every day of the week. Hmm. Just seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, you... It, I think there's so much potential, but you've got to make it good for the viewer. It needs to be. It is. It can be quite hard to watch. I think. Who, who, who? What players do you think have got kind of the the, the best personalities to kind of that would transition across on on TV? Sorry about that. That's no, that's okay. It's just, just <laughs> okay. tough phone okay. calls. People desperate to play. Because um, I quite yeah. like George Tierney. He makes me laugh. Yeah, George. Yeah, the he's, real number he's one a real character. He is a the character. real number one. Yeah, like I, so. I met him at the Tower Shootout, and yeah. he 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 got beaten the first round. We should try and get him on the show. But he walked around as if he was the real number one. Actually, beat him. Yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, at that, at yeah that you event, absolutely yeah. hammered him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like five one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he's he's a he's a. Uh, that's the first time I've met him, and and he's a nice guy. He just creates this persona online, 
and he gets people biting it, and he gets people. That's, he gets he gets people talking, whether you like it, whether you like him or not, he gets people talking. It's the Alex Higgins thing, isn't it? It's good for the game. It, it's, it's brilliant good, good for bad. the game. Yeah, if people are talking about it, no such thing as bad publicity. Absolutely exactly, not. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to want to watch that. You're going to either want to tune into the guy because you like the villain, or you're going to want to tune in to see him get beat. Yeah. And that for me, that for me is everything, and that's the way it should be. That's what makes things box office. That's the reason why Eddie Hearn can match two terrible boxers, put it on pay per view, and people will buy it because you'll create a storyline. There is no storyline in, in, in Paul. There was a storyline in Snooker. So Alex Higgins would headbutt referees. Alex Higgins would do this. Alex Higgins would do that. And people read about it. And then when they saw the game, they started seeing these other characters cropping up Tony Knowles. You know, a lot of people's mothers fancy Tony Knowles. He did. Yeah. I, I, I think Snooker's so lucky, though. Because could you imagine, <coughs> like, Snooker was big when there was, like, four channels or three channels or something stupid. Could you imagine Snooker being in the same situation as Paul, trying to take off now? Absolutely not. You've it was right place, right time. Me winning hairiest head in Kent. It's just not going to happen. So <laughs> do you think that the people, that the people who yeah, ran Paul in the 1980s then gave the, the game a disservice? I've just said... 190,000 pool tables sold in that period. What, what was the, the scene like when back in the day when you, you won the World Championships? How was it then? Was it quite a big scene? Did you found that there was obviously you got some TV coverage out of it being on the Paul Doak Grady show? Oh, yeah, which I'm sure thanks, we all remember. If you haven't seen that. it, you should go on YouTube and have a look. <laughs> uh, so, what was the scene like then? Because that was almost like trying to get breakthrough and, and make the make the game bigger by more exposure and get it on mainstream TV. Yeah, so, so my, um, like at the time I was junior world champion when that, when that came about and uh, my dad was actually the chairman of the English Pool Association and they contacted him and said, oh, we need a junior to come on. We want like a, a kid to come on and, and do some trick shots. Um, and So there was obviously like a little bit of interest there um, and, and he said, oh, my son's the junior world champion. We'll get him on. And I ended up doing a little bit on there, yeah. So thanks for mentioning that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, there's, so there's obviously a little bit of interest. People people do like these these uh, these TV stations. They do sort of dip their toe in the water, but for for one reason or another, they haven't quite fully. Uh, what do you think's changed? I just think there's there's more people that kind of care, really, really care about the game. Whereas before, I think there was a few people that were just kind of in it. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't say they were in it for the money, but they were kind of there just to. I'll just take my expenses this week, and uh, and they, they weren't really. They weren't trying to push the game forward. Whereas I think there's people that do genuinely care now that are trying to, that are trying a, to get the game. To there's the a thing level. going around at the moment about the the, the three man team event in Yarmouth from back in the eighties. You may have seen it, and it was it was sponsored by Skull back then. Okay, and someone mentioned that you know it was twenty thousand pound prize money, and this was back in nineteen eighties. Now it's pretty much the same now. Yeah. So it's not actually progressed. If, if anything, it's gone. It's gone down. Yeah. So where, where's that money going? I, I just don't like. For me, I ju like, we've got a couple of really good teams that play out of here that I mentioned earlier. Like, so the the Rochester team and our and our, our local league team, the JPL one team, they're they're like one of the best teams in the country, and they keep saying, "Will you come and play for us? Will you come and play for us?" And I just the I would I I would, but the only thing that puts me off is the EPA. Yeah. Because I think like. There's ten of us going to the interleague. The the money's going up every year to stay in a caravan park. Yeah, but we're paying for the same money as they were paying for in the early nineties. So I'm right? gonna right? I, I'm gonna put an open an open kind of thing out here. Somebody from the EPA, please get in contact with the podcast because I recently signed up for an interleague team, 
and I had to pay £20 for my tour card. Okay? What do you get for your 20 quid? Because I'm not sure. Nothing. You get to, you, you're oh. allowed to play in the events. You get a number. But, do, do you know what annoys me? But that's every year. There's got to be over 100,000 people that get one of them cards, surely. Yeah, There's well, got to be a fair few. No, I think, I'm pretty sure, about 10 years ago, I'm, I'm sure they had like 10,000 members or 15,000 members. But that's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. That's a lot of 20 and, pounds. And I just think like, people are playing, obviously counties are affiliating as well, and they're all playing, bit, they're all playing bits and bobs. But you think, the deal they've got with like, uh, the holiday park there's eight blokes sharing a caravan in the winter now you're not telling me they're, they're all paying what 50 60 quid a person yep so what's that 400 pound for a caravan for a weekend in the winter in great yarmouth well they've got no business anyway exactly you're telling me that's 400 or november normally. no business anyway where's, where's all that money gone because there's no way you're filling they're filling that caravan park up as well. Well we want somebody from the EPA to get in contact with us because obviously we agree in in you know, giving everybody the opportunity to say to say what they want. But I couldn't get my head around the fact twenty quid for an EPA tour card, I, I couldn't understand where that money's where that money's yeah. going. Because for every team that qualifies for Yarmouth, you've got what, seven or eight teams that don't? Yeah. So what happens well, in Kent we have 20, I think it's 26 interleague teams. We've got one of the biggest interleagues in the in the country. So we've got we've got over over 20 interleague teams playing from here. They're all paying money to enter. Well, of course but they are. It, it, it just winds me up because I think these guys like so for us in Kent, we have to pay. Um, they have to play on Sunday nights. Um, so some of the guys from sort of they live down in Dover. Wow. Well, that's like an hour away on a Sunday night. That's so dedication. they travel an hour down that's to dedication. Dover, play two frames, and then travel an hour back. Some uh, Romney Marsh, that's like over an hour. And you think, these these poor blokes are tra- traipsing up and down the county, so then they got the privilege of paying 50, 60 quid to stay in a freezing cold caravan for the weekend. And then if they win it, they win £300 each. That's a joke, that's isn't not it? Right. And, and that's a joke, them. right? And yeah, it just, it just annoys me because but I think they give up so much time. You, you you had a similar scenario with um with the WPBSA. So for years, when all that money was coming in, for years they did nothing to further the game. Nothing. So what happened is, is when the tobacco money got pulled out, they had nowhere to go because they hadn't yeah, been classes. planning for the future. Yeah. Hadn't been planning for the future. You're t- how much does the world champion get if you win if you win the world championships at Paul? What do you get? Uh, the IPA is ten. Ten. IPA is ten thousand. Uh, and the EPA, I think, they were. I mean, they were six. They went down to six grand at one point. Wow. Money, is it? I think it's. I think it's eight now. Eight so, do you think there was a massive injection of money? Someone come over and took over. They knew what they were doing. It could easily be made quite big. And if that prize money up went to fifty thousand, hundred thousand pounds to the winner of a pool, which I think it should be, the amount of people that play and pay their twenty pound. That would make the game a lot bigger, and I think people playing for that amount of money, people would watch it on TV, wouldn't they? We we've got a similar problem in we've got a similar problem in Portsmouth, Dan. You'll notice there's no prize money for winning the Portsmouth um, singles. No, but I tell you, the difference is you can go and see how much money they've spent on everything. There's there's you know, their accounts are published. And I you guarantee you, you can see every penny the EPA spent. Can you? Yeah, I guarantee you, of course you can. They've got to publish accounts. Yeah, I'd assume so. Yeah. You know, you, you'll be able to see every penny they spend. You know, it's it's not kind. Of, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not kind of about that. But when you think about it, as you're saying, Jordan, you know, you know, 
there was a bit of a deliberate question asked about are you seeing any youngsters coming through it is the responsibility of the people the powers that be that run pool regardless of whether that's epa ipa any pool of it you got to get the youngsters coming through yeah, and how does that happen well, so, so my, my dad my dad he, he was doing so much um so he was traipsing me all around the country while i was playing but he was also he was chairman of our local league our county the region and then he took on the chairman of the EPA, and it just got to, it got too much for him. But he was running like junior tournaments all over the country, and he for our Kent Open was as big as the national juniors. So our Kent Open, we used to get hundred. I think his record was one hundred and sixty players. Wow, one hundred and sixty. That's a lot of kids, and that they is. from all over the country. Yeah, and they all used to come down, and he he'd bring around the hotels, get them deals, and 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 it was brilliant. It was such a good weekend. I don't even think. I got 20 last year. Such a big difference. How Do you think as to advertising, your dad was probably de- quite dedicated to it and he was probably bringing around, getting everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't even think Facebook was around then. So yeah. he was just... He, it makes it even tougher. He used to call all... I think... Except, but you would bring around call, it and make sure that everyone knew about he it. He used to call all the county managers and say, how many are you, you bringing down? So the West yeah. Midlands used to bring their whole team down, the whole squad. It was like 15, 16 of them. And, they're, and they're, they had like one or two team managers that would come down with them. Um, Suffolk, they used to bring like a load of players down. They were from all over, um, but now people just—I don't know whether there's maybe too too many tournaments for them, like locally. So, 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 well, so when travel. was this? This must have been nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that dip in pool again, wasn't there around that time? Like I say, I, th- I just think you just need people that really care about the game and have got an interest. That I just think, like my dad, because I was playing, he really wanted the game to to progress. I don't know. I just think for a long time, you got. I just think, I just find it a little bit not suspicious, but I just think God, I just find it a bit weird. Why would you sit on a committee and give so much time? Like you don't play. You've got no one. You none of your friends play. None of your family play. So what are you actually? Why would you just sit you, on a committee? You had a job. Though, you had an identical. for it. I, I assume. Yeah. I assume uh, but you wage. had an identical problem in snooker. You had an absolutely identical problem yep. in snooker. You trust me on this. If Barry Hearn had not came, and people criticise Barry Hearn about snooker and what he's done for the game, okay? We do criticise him. If you hadn't have had Barry Hearn, bear in mind they were down to about six tournaments a year at yeah. snooker. That was it. Okay, snooker was dying a death. Barry Hearn has brought it back. Now, you think about this. Anybody, virtually anybody, can buy a pool table and have it at home. Yeah. Okay? They don't take up a lot of space. It's not like having a full-size snooker table, okay? This, this country, with the volume of players you've got playing it every single week, pool should be... Absolutely, it should be number one. It should be number one. Yeah, it should be absolutely number one. Yeah. You know, but, but if you've got people who are selfish and not wanting to run the game in the right way, you will never get any further. Yeah, and I know people say that this hasn't got like a global appeal. English pool hasn't got like a global appeal, but snooker really hasn't got a global appeal. Who plays it outside the UK? It's only China, really. China. It's just not even their biggest India. sport in China. It's in China. quite a lot of countries, I think, play it. Germany, China. massive Which, Germany. It's not that big in Germany. They have big audiences, but not many players. They like watching. Yeah, but uh, they're four years. I don't think it's, I don't sport. think it's as big as what they make out because Chinese eight ball is actually bigger than snooker. Bigger than snooker. There's yeah. more Chinese eight ball tables, more people that play Chinese. Do you think eight we're being fed a lie? Do you think? I just think he's. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because at, I mean, snooker in the UK is not really booming, is it? Really? Snooker it, clubs it's are dying. Been dying. It's been dying and a death. It's been dying a death for for, for many many years, particularly in Portsmouth. So. When I very first started playing snooker in the leagues in um, Portsmouth, you had eight leagues. 
So you had eight leagues. You had four on a Tuesday, four on a Thursday. I think it's down to three now. Is it three? And it's the same old faces. There's no youngsters really coming through. Maybe you've got one or two. But apart from that, it's the same old. It's the same old faces. I signed on for a snooker team, and basically you get like a team sheet, and it shows. And I'm thinking, you were playing 20 years ago. Yeah. You were playing yeah. 20 years ago. Every single player, basically, I know every single, virtually every single player, yeah. and, and I haven't played for over. You know, I haven't picked you up for over 10 years. I, and I think with Paul, you're in such a sweet spot at the moment, in the sense of, like I said, there's tournaments every week. You know. You're on the BBC for crying out loud. That's yeah. unbelievable. Did you ever think that that would ever happen? Yeah, that's great. That is crazy. I mean, that, that is, is absolutely crazy. insane. Yeah. You've got a, you know, Paul has got a great, has got a great chance, and it's a great game. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a great game. Yeah. I, I know from the club I play for, Waterfield Sports Bar. They're Paul. They're getting rid of another couple of snooker tables to get more Paul tables in because that's all people want to play. Yeah, it's more Paul. And that's what I mean. Like with snooker, they're saying like it's a global game. It's this, this, that. All the, all the snooker clubs they're getting rid of tables put darts and pool in so yeah. how can you because darts is on the TV yeah it's because pool is on the TV now yeah. you can watch it on three sports yeah yeah it's, um, it's interesting I mean the, the you know the view the viewing figures on three sports they aren't great you know uh, I'm you know. one it must yeah. be more than one well, it, obviously, it's more than one because because you because you because you watch it. But if there is a way of getting some characters out there or letting people know about the characters that exist within the game, yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. What would be brilliant is if they televised money matches. There's nothing better. Yeah, well, they are well, televised. I think that's the whole part of it on the rise again because that, that whole social media has, has set social it. Social right media has been massive. Where all them games started to popped up on TV and with George as wheel number one and all them guys just playing online. Yeah, Ben Mackey. Ben Mackey's game, um, Tom Cousins, and you know all these guys playing. Mark for, Boyle, and Mark Boyle Mark playing Boyle, for big yeah. money. It's good to watch. Yeah, it's exciting. It's, yeah, it's regardless of how long they're taking over the shot, because you can you can hear the background, you can hear everyone cheering, every ball and heartbeat, you can feel it. I it's was astonished seeing like 20, 30 grand pots. I was actually astonished, and then I worked it out. Are people like giving their Christmas club money to to Jordan <laughs> Church to say, Jordan, can you turn this four hundred into eight hundred? Is that how it works? <laughs> like it a is. lot, a lot of it is they sort of. Um, so that let's say you put like a thousand pound in, uh, then if, if you was to put that on me and I win, then you get like your thousand back, and then um, like I would take a percentage out of the profit. Every player, every player is different. Like what what percentage they take, generally between sort of ten and twenty percent. Yeah, it's not a lot. Um, and then I ask a lot, a lot. I mean, there's some people that don't bet on themselves and they just kind of free roll, which I don't really agree with. But um, generally, they'll have money themselves as well. So. So how much did you have on yourself? How much did you play for, Jordan? So we it was well, we were only going to pay for ten thousand, and then two days before he went, oh, I've got six. So was, I said, all right, we'll pay for twelve then. And then I kept getting messages from people saying, oh, I want to have more, I want to have more. Um, so originally, I had a thousand on myself. We were playing for five grand each. Um, it was all the way down in Exeter, so I wanted to sort of oh. leave, I wanted to leave some for the for the lads because I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to make sure I went down with the crowd. Um, so yeah, they, we, uh, there was about twenty of them penned down, and then it ended up being so it ended up being like just over seventeen grand in the end. So one of my friends who I went to school with from around here, he actually moved to Taunton, which is literally just yeah. next to Exeter, um, and he came down. And he said, "Oh, um, I said, can I have a bet then?" I, said, oh, I don't think so. We went to count the money up with like before the match started, and he said. Um, Oh, I've actually got more money. He said I've got an extra two hundred and fifty quid or five hundred quid or something. 
and my mate was with me. He went, I'll have that, I'll cover that. <laughs> so yeah, he got on that as well. So yeah, it was ended up being like 17,000 something. How do you um, how do you feel about the money matches and all on the social media things? Do you think it's improving the game? Um, it's, it's cre- again, it's creating interest, which I don't really see a problem with. Um, but I just think sometimes, I suppose, as it's on social media, it doesn't really matter too much. But if you're kind of trying to advertise the game and get it out there to the casual viewer, some of the people that are playing for thousands are not great. Um, Is it also making of, it feel a bit grubby as well, the game? Yeah, it does have that side to it. Yeah, That's, that's how Snooker started, isn't it? That, in the, the batch, that's how they made their money. They went around and played in the, in the Snooker clubs, and, in the smoky uh, rooms, I, and they played for money. That was the That's kind of the one side of the game but then you look at the other side of the game kind of the Joe Davis era professional side of it you know the you know they used to play out of the Burham Watts Hall in Leicester Square surely one leads the Queen used to so the King and the Queen used to go and watch um, snooker you know it was a big 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 kind of big kind of deal and then you're right it fell into the doldrums in the 60s and 70s and they and snooker clubs I know this when I was when I was kind of growing up going to the snooker club they were dens of inequity you know if if you know you would you know you would see you know the regular punters the Tuesday club as I used to call them waiting to sign on but, but you know you know sat in because the, the dole office was next door to the snooker club they'd be sat in there waiting to sign on and and, and that was kind of the, the the belief in terms of what a snooker club was yeah you know back back then I mean, there's a, there's a, there was a club down the road um, years ago and during the eighties that was like where all the all the dodgy counters used to go they used to buy them and sell them all their stolen bits and bobs and, and they used to go and play so they used to play um, I don't know if you've ever heard of snooker golf no So yes I have heard of it but I've be, never played it there'll be like four of you so one of you is red and white so the white is obviously your cue ball uh, and then another one of you is yellow and green and the yellow is your cue ball uh, one is brown and blue and the brown's a cue ball and one's pink and black and basically you work your way round the table, so you've got one, uh, the one hole, two hole, three hole, four hole, five hole, six hole, and you, you have to pop your ball into that pocket. And they used to do that all day, so that was what they used to do. So they used to do all of their dodgy dealings and play golf all day. Unbelievable. <laughs> and that was their whole life. Never got wet either. Yeah. <laughs> no, never got wet. Not <laughs> once. Yeah, that was their that was their whole life. So they used to just sit in the sit in the club, <coughs> wait for all the all the all the thieves to come in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and buy all their stolen stuff. They used to sell it amongst each other as well, and then and then they they just played snooker golf all day. It's good old days, that yeah. they were called. Yeah. They were called the good old days because you used to. We was talking. We were talking about it earlier. Oh, Jim, you used to have your midnight flyers. Yeah. You used to have your midnight flyers where yeah. you would go in on a Friday night. Say it would, the tournament would start at say ten eleven, and you you could be there if you got further. If you got far enough, you could be there at five o'clock in the morning. You know, trying to kind of fight your way through through first a final frame. Would have been back by yeah, first, yeah, 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 yeah. Coco and Bedford down. Coco and Bedford down. That's why you look so youthful, Dan. Yeah. Um. So we've kind of digressed a bit, and kind of we've gone a, a, a bit off tangent. So you gave up the game. You, 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 you what? What inspired the comeback? Uh. So I, I played. Like I said, I gave up for a couple of years. I played a little bit of snooker on and off, um, and then someone asked me to play a money game. Funny enough. Um, so they asked me to play Nigel Clark, and, was, and I, I wasn't really that keen. And they said, "Oh, you you'd never played a money game, even if you just play this money game and then stop playing again, and just so, just to say you've done it." So I said, oh, "All right, I'll, we'll, we'll play then." Um, anyway, he he got to the world final and then just said, "Oh, I don't want to play." Bit of a weird time. He, to he lost to McGill, didn't he? Yeah, he lost know? to McGill. Yeah. yeah. So um, I don't even think he plays anymore. Isn't he? No, I don't think he plays anymore. It's just quite sad because I think he was quite a good player. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, so he dropped out. So I was kind of looking for a game, um, and one of the guys again from round here, he lived down in Exeter for a little while, and he said, "Oh, you can. I'll see if I can get you the game with Mike King because Mike was just ripping everyone to pieces down in that end, and he couldn't get he couldn't get a game down there. So um, I said, "All right, yeah, whatever." So I ended up uh, getting the getting the game with Mike, and um, yeah, just went down there, and that was pretty good. There was about twenty of us. Twenty of us that went down. They called themselves the JCE, so you know the Green Street Elite. Yeah, 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 That's what they called themselves. Do you drink? Do you drink during games? I don't drink really. Don't drink at all. Nah, not really. No, I end up driving everywhere. So fair enough. Yeah, I'm not really a big drinker. The water man during during tournaments for orange juice. So you you won that match yourself? Yes. And then you carried on. You you thought I'm back. Yeah, I just kept playing, yeah. So I had a couple of tournaments because I thought, oh, I don't want to go in there and be rusty. So I played a couple of tournaments beforehand. Um, I didn't really do anything spectacular, but I just I just wanted some match practice really more than anything. Um, and I just, yeah, just, I just thought, oh, I've got like a little bit of a buzz from it. Um, and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to keep playing, keep playing a few tournaments and, and see what happens. And uh, yeah, just carried on again. Enjoying the arcade tour, was that one of the first things you did? Uh, you just no, I just sort of I played, I played one or two events, um, just like single single events, and then the following year, I played, I think I played three out of the five events, and I just missed out on on because uh, you have to finish in the top sixteen of the amateur rankings to turn pro. To turn pro. I think I finished seventeenth. So yeah, because I was, I see, I was gonna play four events, but the Supreme Series clashed an event. So you finished seventeenth. Did you do that on purpose? I didn't actually. No, no. I wish I had the uh, wish I had the ability to do that, but no, no. I just um, yeah. I literally just missed out by like two points. Um, so then last year I just said oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the full season, and uh, yeah, that was, it was hard last year though. I think the, the amateurs was just ridiculous. Yeah. So I think um, Tom Cousins was in the amateur as well that year. He just joined. Tom Phil, Tom Phil Cousins. Phil wasn't. No, Phil's not on the tour. Um, but no, uh, so Tom Cousins, Scott Gillespie was yeah. an amateur. Scott won two open events. <laughs> I do that. Um, Sean Story, Daryl Whitworth, uh, Arthur Tough. Dad, Christy Caulfield. Yeah, it was just a ridiculous yeah. field last year. But um, yeah, I made. T- I actually made two finals of the amateur events. I made one against in Belfast against um, Cousins and got beat, and then I made another one against Sean Story. So we did like a little deal in the final, and I probably should have just gave him the final and. and caught my flight home but I ended up playing the final got beat and missed my flight so. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh no that was a bit annoying but yeah so yeah I, I played last year and, and obviously now I'm uh, I, t- I took pro status and then just had the event in Bournemouth at the weekend so yeah it was a good start which we know you won yeah so you're back yeah I'm back <laughs> what happened with the snooker then did you not quite make it I wasn't dedic- anywhere near dedicated enough and I st- my match play is horrendous um, I could score alright but my match play was just so Do you bad. think that's the difference? Mm-hmm. You have to practice at snooker. You can get away with not practicing to play pool. Um, I don't know, really. Because I've never really played snooker for a long period of time. So I've played. I've been playing pool, even if you say on and off, yeah. 20 years, probably longer. Whereas snooker, I've only, I didn't touch a snooker table until I was sort of 17, 18. Oh, didn't wow. Didn't, didn't, even hit, didn't even hit a ball on one. I wasn't interested, it was boring. Yeah. So I never touched one. So I don't think I, I don't think you can have that consistency because it's like almost naturally built into me to be able to play pool because I know what I'm doing. Whereas snooker, 
I don't naturally know what I'm doing, so everything I have to kind of work at. And like I, we were saying before, we we went we went on the show. Like I I, I never hit the middle of the cue ball at, at Paul. Never. You're always playing a bit of side, trying to yep. keep the pocket slightly. You're always hitting up and down on the white. Whereas snooker, everything is pretty much middle of the ball. Yeah, you land ball. on the right side because you're playing in such big areas. It doesn't matter if you're sort of an inch out. Whereas at Paul, it really matters if you're if you're an inch out at Paul, you you're in trouble. So is Paul a more skillful game than snooker then? Because you've got you've got a different skills. I think. I just think with snooker, you have to be such a good potter. Yeah. Whereas with Paul, you have to be you have to be a decent potter, but. You've got to you get that to white ball down. Uh, you table. have to have such a good touch. Yeah. Snooker. I mean, if you if you think when you play on the blacks, when you plan to land on a black, you're playing an area that's probably about two foot from two foot. That's a big target to be landing in. And if I said to you, get get on get in that area on the pool table, well, just chuck the white on it. You're already in there. That is, is I just I just think it's t- it's two different skills, but like you have to have such a good cue action to play snooker. Yeah, and you've seen and you've seen some of the uh, top pros at pool not do so well when they've gone across to um, snooker. So Chris Melling, he's had a yeah. go a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not quite not quite kind of um, got where he needs to go. But you've by the flip flip side of the coin, you've had Quinton Hand come over and win the world championship at pool. Yeah, but Quinton was a pool player as well. Yeah, so he played a bit of pool. Uh, there's a quite a funny story I'll tell you in a minute, but. Uh, yeah, so Quinton came over and he was just mental. He was so good that year. Um, but yeah, just pe- people couldn't really get near him. He just potted everything inside. But again, like we were saying beforehand, I think it's a mental thing. If he tried to play over a year, he'd probably get found out. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, for, 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 for those who kind of are just getting in, if you move across from snooker to pool, I will say this. When I very first started playing pool, I stopped playing snooker. I started playing pool. I thought the game was so easy. Like, mm. literally, I'm just potting balls. I'm on a seven-foot table. It's, it's like being around the black spot. It's, yeah. it's easy. Um, and then as soon as you start thinking about the game a bit differently, or, or somebody takes you to school from a tactical sense, because you think, oh, I'll just pot everything, and then all of a sudden you don't see a, you don't see a ball for 20 minutes, all of a sudden it's a, totally, it's a totally different game. And from a mental perspective, I don't think people appreciate the skill level that's in pool. No, people people just assume it's just a Potter's game. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot more to that. Yeah, there is a lot more to it. It's it's it's, it's really. I think it's, it's quite an intricate game. Little flicks and nudges and, and and stuff. It's just the stuff you don't see. It's the skill shots. Honestly, some of the skill shots I watch them and I'm literally like, wow. Yeah, skill shots. Did you see Jordan Shepherd's? Which one? So he cuts. So he cuts a red back onto a yellow over the pocket. The white comes around the table yeah. off three cushions and he pots the red. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. But you don't need that imagination for snooker. No, you don't. I totally I totally agree. I totally agree with you on that. But I think with, I think the concentration levels for snooker are different. Yeah. So you can flit in and out of a pool game sometimes, which is why it should probably appeal to the younger generation maybe a, a mm. wee bit more. But snooker, you, you sometimes you're in. If you, you're a war, you've got to be good for 18 pots in a row yeah. to, to to win a frame. Whereas on a pool table, you've got to be good for for eight. Yeah. So naturally, the, the concentration in the skill level, you know, you know, yeah. I think that you know, they're two totally different games, yeah. as you said. Although Jordan. pool is a lot more cutthroat. Hundred percent. If you miss a ball, you've pretty much you've lost, lost the yeah, frame. Yeah, at, at your and, level. And and, and and sometimes you can you can play matches and you just you just catch one break bad, like if you you could be breaking brilliant. You could have six brilliant breaks, catch one break bad. You don't make that ball, and you you can lose the match. Whereas with snooker, you kind of 
you always feel like you're going to get enough chances to win a to yeah. win a match. Yeah. Whereas Paul, you're just kind of hoping that you're going to have enough chances to win a match. Yeah. I just think if you if you're playing a race to seven, you don't, and you get seven chances and you lose, you you don't deserve to have won. So where, what's next for you? So so where kind of where where do you see yourself? What, what what's your ultimate goal? I haven't really got one. I honestly don't have one. I just I I wanted to win like a big like a big big tournament, so the worlds um, or like a tour event, um, which I which I've done now. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've you got, must want to win, want to win the the worlds. I would like to win the worlds, but at the same time, I think just one difficult. tournament a year. You kind of chucking in your eggs. I made the semis last year and I made the quarters this year, and I still feel like they're really good runs because the the, the table, like the players, are just so good and, and the field's massive. The field's huge, yeah, and you just got to dodge so many bullets. I would say it's more <laughs> difficult to win that the world pool than it is the world snooker because if you're playing well, you can get through every round in the snooker. If you're the best player in the world, you can win at the snooker match. Well, you could be the best player in the world playing pool. You've one bad break and you're out of the match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know whether it's... The amount uh, of luck I, 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 from, from that point of view, like, maybe you're not going to get enough chances. Yeah, yeah I would, I'd probably say snooker's harder to harder to win. But, yeah, um, but the, the World Pool Championships is so hard to win because, like I say, you've got... You, you don't have to get lucky. You have to not be unlucky. Yeah. Uh, and it's just... You just have to hope that someone doesn't break well or, or when you're in trouble. Like, I played Jimmy Carney in the Worlds and I was uh, one set all and 2-0 down in that set um, and it's obviously first to four in each set yeah. and first to three sets and I was I was in trouble and, and then I, st- I started keeping the break really well and he started keeping the break really bad and I then I had like seven dishes on the spin Wow! so I've gone from being in trouble 2-0 down in the set at one all to being 3-0 up and 2-0 up in sets wow. and, and, it, and it's like that and do you like, do you like that set format that they use? Do you think it's better than yeah, just I do, quick yeah. races I, to I do tail? like it, yeah. I would just, I would like, obviously, everyone wants to have the races because you yeah. feel like you're going it, to, kind of a better player will come out itself top. out. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I do like the set format. Uh, I was saying earlier, I think, I do think we need to change the formats up in different yeah. events. Because you go to the tour, events one to five, first to seven, pro event, first to eight, that's it, done. Every yeah. single event, same thing, same thing, same thing. I like the Whereas set format because you can you can lose that four 0 but you can switch you can switch off and start again. You can just reset and you yeah. go right. This I'm going to win this one. Yeah. Whereas a race to seven, you're four 0 down. You can't really do that. So it's, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. I just think if even if they did like change the change the races in one event to race to ten single limbs, or even if they did like first to fives for group stages. Double limbs, just to ch- kind yeah. Of mix it that's up a something bit. I can't get my head around. Is uh, you know, and I do understand why, but it's the double limb thing. I think if you beat the tournament, you, you're not just beat. I like the double format because it can be so harsh. You could lose seven 0 You want another kind of bite of the cherry. I like the, the format, and it keeps you interested. Yeah. It's very easy. I've turned up a lot of tournaments and gone out the first round, and then gone out <laughs> first um, first losers <laughs> round as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I like the double format. So at least you can. I know few people that have won the tournament by going out in the first round and come out from yeah. the loser side it's yeah. like what we were saying you just want to kind of even the, the luck element out yeah. yeah so if you if i if i break bad well not even break bad if i'm unlucky off the break and get beat then if i drop into the loser side and as long as i'm as long as i'm continually like continuously breaking well 
thin and playing well, then why should I have gone out in the first round? You're just kind of evening itself out, aren't you? Trying to even, trying to even it out as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. But just obviously from a from a snooker perspective, you if you're out, kind of you, you you're out. Yeah, it's very traditional, isn't it? So, very traditional. Yeah. But I guess as well. I mean, you know, one thing I will say, you know, during my limited exposure with Paul so far, is you guys are dedicated. You'll drive all over the country for a tournament. Like yeah. play five frames and uh, so <laughs> I'm at back. Yeah, you know what I mean. So probably the double elimination is a good thing for people that are travelling the length and breadth of the country to 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 to, to play. That's, um, that's the same with snooker. Yeah, if, you, if you're that keen on the game, you'll you'll drive anywhere. Hmm. If you think about a plate, yeah, the plate contest. Oh, you want a tournament for losers. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it really? It's yeah. the same sort of thing. It's just why would you have a tournament for people that have already got beat? Yeah. What about the people that in the second round that didn't make the money that still got beat? Yeah, no, that it's, is that, it's just that, a, that is very true. To, there's so many runners now. You've got to, you've got to try and keep people interested. So, so for so for you over the course of the next couple of years, is it just I'll win it if I win another tournament, I'm happy, or are you I, feeling I'd like, satisfied? I feel, I feel good at the moment about my game. I mean, I'm in quite my game's in good good shape at the moment. So I've just got to keep keep doing what I'm doing. Just hope that I'm just gonna just going to pick up more titles really how do you practice uh so i'm quite i'm pretty lazy but i've tried to i mean at one point i was i was playing on like the tour and i was playing like two frames a fortnight wow i guess you have to work here as well yeah i'm working here as well yeah but i just you're in the club and he's pretty pretty bad yeah no excuse have you for not finishing work picking up a queue and playing for an hour yeah um I, i mean i was so lazy and i was just getting and i was getting beaten i kind of got a bit fed up and then I got to a certain level. I was pra- I was practicing a little bit, and, I, and I, was, I got to a certain level. And then I just thought, if you want to get to the next level, you've got to start putting some hours in. So I do. I just kind of try and I do like even if I just sort of do half an hour. I just know that I've done a little bit of something. How do you um, practice? Do you practice by yourself? So I do and a lot playing pool, and then do you do routines? You do certain things. So I do. Or do you play? I nicked the uh, ghost. Or, I nicked or, John or, Rose. Uh, Tactic. So he yeah. plays ten frames. He sees how many he's gonna, how many you can break dish, and then yeah. and then I do a few different routines, um, and then I do ten frames and try and beat my first score. Okay. Um, just as something, just like a little challenge to keep me interested. But then I play people every week as well. well I try to play people every week. So I play. What's um, your record on the break dishes? Um, I've had ten before. Oh, I mean, well, good, isn't he? Before, he is good, isn't he? Before the world championship, oh, I had a, I had a crazy session oh. with, with someone. Dan, what's, you can what's, only dream of snooker break. Uh, so I've had one four sevens on my own. Oh, of course, uh, yes. But one, I've missed a black like uh, three times for a maxi. Playing someone, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, one three nine. Oh, oh, beats me again. Yeah, but I, I mean, before the World Championships, I had a practice with um, the guy. He's actually now he's he just got his own insurance company and he's he's just started sponsoring me. So we had a practice, and uh, he was going to the Worlds as well. And I broke this. Tw- I think it was twenty-three out of twenty-five, or twenty-five out of twenty-seven. Something oh. stupid. Ouch! I mean, and, uh, That's uh, pretty good. That was that was a pretty good session. Are you looking for sponsors, Jordan? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I think everyone. Yeah. So if you if you're listening and you and you want to yeah. and you want to kind of sponsor Jordan, ten out of ten. Um, <laughs> you know, get in con- get in contact. I mean, you know, he's a great he's a great character. How can as you well. contact the show? You can contact us via Twitter. Yeah. You can contact us via Facebook. You can. What's our email address? Our email address is admin at eightballpool dot com. See why we're remembered. No, but but obviously, Jordan, you're a character. You know, you know, which is which is really good. You're easy to talk to. Um, 
get in contact. Sponsor, sponsor, sponsor this guy. Let's see how far. Let's have, get see down how far the club. Go. It's a get great down club. the club. Come yeah. down the club. Playing. <laughs> yeah, you can see we will have something up on YouTube about. Uh, I'm going to give him a quick uh, best of three for a fiver. You can tell him about that. And he's got the till open. And then I'm going to um, I'm going to try and play as impossible. And you're going to try treble. one of these. And one, I can't play. Shots. So there's 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 no pressure on me, but there's lots of pressure on you, Dan. Uh, yes, and you're <laughs> yes. going to potentially lose some money as well. I potentially, it's your, it's your money though, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't back you for a penny. <laughs> like, I'm with it. like I'm being serious. <laughs> I might as well just get lighter out and burn the fiver. Yeah. Like seriously. Although if he beats you, Jordan, you're never going to live it down. Uh, and lock, you do realise it's going to be the most publicised video of all time. Every time we visit a pro, Dan's going to be challenging that pro in a best of three. He's an England player. So you don't want Please to don't be you don't, don't want to be the person who's who's beaten. You know, yeah, so there's yeah. a bit of pressure there on you. Yeah, I don't want to start and get the ball rolling. Do I? No, no. I mean, we're going to do a money count up at the end. And Dan's hoping to be in profit in rather than yeah, rather than being in loss. He's odds on for a loss. He's odds on for a loss. It's going to cost me a lot of money. It's going to cost me a lot, lot of this season? There's 10. 10. So there's 50, 50 pounds. He could 50, potentially 50 no pounds he no can lose. It's going to be that expensive. It's 50 pounds 50 pound he can lose. So who else is going to be on there? Who else are we at? We're in we're in talks with uh, a few guests, but we're we're really hoping to have Kev Barton on the show. I think yeah. that it's really important to understand kind of what his message is in terms of yeah. in terms of Paul and the kind of where he wants to take the game. Give it two weeks, we can consult. Well, we really want the real number one on the show. Do we, you know the the, the the real number one? I think the real number one. I think it'd be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Get in contact if you want to be if you want to be on the uh, if you want to be on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. Loads. Loads. Yeah. Do you know who would be again? really good? Dave, Dave McNamara. Okay. Just turned pro, and he—he's the best talker. He's the best talker. Is he a South. trash talker? No, 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 not trash talker. But he—he's a scouser, and he can talk for England. Oh man. wow! Unbelievable. Yeah, he be, yeah, he get Who's the best trash? Who's the best tra- trash talker on the on the tour? Keeper. I don't know really. Ruined there's everyone. Not, there's not much. Everyone's quite friendly. It's annoying, isn't it? So is yeah. there not like a? Is there? There's not like. Have you ever heard of a basketball player called Larry Bird? Well, he used to play for the Boston Celtics. Right. He, he was like unbelievable at three three pointers. So he's tur- he's turned up to this NBA All Star three throw competition. He's walked in the room and he said, "Who's going to be runner up today?" I mean, that is that's <laughs> that's kind of the way that's kind of the way it should be. Um, yeah. You know, you know. I wish I had that confidence. What, what would you yeah. say? <laughs> Who's going to finish last today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. I feel really cruel today. Which one of you is going to? Yeah. I feel really, I feel really, I feel, I feel really cruel. I really okay. do feel cruel, Dan. I'm sorry. I'd, it's okay. I'd like to take back. this opportunity to apologise. Have a few weeks off. <laughs> You're having a few weeks off. So I'm think done. about this. I'm one good, retire. one good thing about this self isolation is you don't get to go out of a, a tournament in the first round for at least two, two, three weeks. This is true. Well, t- I'm playing. Uh, me and Clint are doing like a little self isolation thing. You know, Clint Ianson. Yeah. So we are like roommates on the tour and stuff. Um, and we, we used to play juniors together, so we get on really well. But we're going to do a, um, a Facebook Live this week. So split screen, 50 frames each. Most break dishes wins. Oh, that's oh. good. I like it. A little self-isolation <laughs> break like dish off. What's your target for that? 25? 25, yeah. 25 plus would be 50%. nice. Yeah. 25 plus 50%. 50%. That's good. That's what, I, that's what I aim for when I practice. 50%. <laughs> what do you normally hit? Dishes. Well, Sorry, I'm not going to lie. That's what I aim for. Yeah, I'm 50%. just asking what you hit. Yeah, and I'm ignoring you. Well, I'm just saying. I'm aiming for ten seconds in the hundred meters. Give it guess what? Yeah, it's not happening. I, I, sometimes I, I, you know, sometimes I do better. Sometimes recently, not so good. What's your percentage yeah. recently? Uh, there isn't a percentage. Oh. Zero. 
Well, do you know, since I've been cut breaking, you know, I said I do 10 frames, yeah. start 10 frames at the end. I don't think I've gone under six. Wow. Since I've been cut breaking. So, are you going to show us, are you going to show us, are you going to cut break against Dan? Are you going to show us your cut break? I'll cut break against Dan. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking first, so I'm looking, if you don't I'm get looking, a choice. I'm looking forward to this. You're breaking first? Don't, yeah. Are you not going to lag for the break? No, break? No, yeah, I've no, gone, you can, shit. as long as you break from the front, you can break first. Cut break. He always goes in off in the middle. As you know, he loves that. <laughs> yeah, he loves you know I've been breaking really well. Yeah. Literally, I've had six balls all land over the pockets, and I've been missing them. I've, I've got that. The, got the yips. Played again a match a few days ago. Easy yellow to win it. I, I, my arm went. My head went. Everything went. Just playing really badly. I, I, my little boy's just started playing snooker, so I'm practicing loads. He plays three nights a week for two hours, and while he's playing snooker, I practice pool. I have not played pool so much. In my entire life, so for the last two months, I've gone from you know hero to zero. I've just got worse and worse. And I've been playing more and more. So, is it going to make a, you feel any better I'm on when time out. Jordan and I were talking about this before the game? Jordan, you've got a shot in which you twitched up on, which was massive for you, and you didn't forget about it, did you? Yeah, uh, Talk yeah. about that shot. Yeah, thanks, man. Cheers. Sorry, no, 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 no. Just to show that you are human. We, we can all do it. It <laughs> happens in some of the best players. Uh, yeah, so I played Marsh in the quarters of the Worlds this year. I was having, a sh- I just had a shocker. Uh, Craig Marsh. Yeah, Craig Marsh. Yeah, and uh, had a disaster. Sorry, Gerard. That was Gerard Green, by the way. Yeah, he's, he Hi, has, Gerard. He's got the keys. Yeah, just I don't know where he's gone, but yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, I played. I, so I played Craig Marsh in the quarters of the Worlds, and I was having a complete nightmare. Kind of got myself back into a set, and uh, the black sort of two or three inches down from the pocket on the cushion. White's at a slight angle, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty standard shot. And I just thought I'm going to miss this, and I did. Twitched on it, twitched bad, left it over the hole, and then I played oh, I in did. the final of the uh, Bournemouth event, and I had the exact same shot. And all I could think about was, was that shot. You missed this shot against Craig Marsh. You, did. you missed this shot against Craig Marsh, and I did it again. Yeah. What's going through your head when you think about it? When you twitched, what what were you thinking about? Were you thinking I'm going to twitch here? The weird thing was, I'd been practicing, so I do a a routine where I put balls on the cushion. Yeah. Um, And I was doing it before, um, before I went to the worlds. I kept missing that ball, and it was, and it was in my head. It was the exact same place on the table, (laughs) and I kept missing the ball. I couldn't work out why, but the table was rolling out. Oh, okay. But it got in my head because I was like, I'm sure I'm hitting that right, but it got in my head. But then I played Marsh, uh, and I just thought, I've missed this shot. Thousand times, <laughs> I did it again. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty annoying. Is that not a confidence boost today? For it you, is. Dan? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. You know, I was trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, that was the rest like, of the game. I, I was trying, I was trying, to, trying yeah. to help you. It just does the rest of the game. Better. Even even the best miss. <laughs> yeah. We'll actually be talking about the the, the mind side of the game in, in, on one of the podcasts. I actually think that the game's probably more mental than it is when you actually. Um, yeah, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, I can I, vouch for that. I think I'm, so. I'm, Hundred percent sure it is because I've been practicing more than ever, and I've been missing more than ever, and it's all and it's got in my head a little bit. And now yeah. we're going to punish you even more by giving yeah. you a game of Jordan. It That's is it. mental. It is, it is really mental. It's just about retiring me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your time? Live up to my name. First round out here. Dead money. So dead money as he's known. Uh, dead, money, dead, dead money. Dead money. Dead money. Dan and myself. That's, that, that's actually got um, a ring to it. So yeah. Dan. Jordan and Dan so have I just played their first round. Um, Do you want to talk us through what happened? Well, it was a bit of a, it was a struggle to get back to the microphone. I fell over Dan on the way back. He just collapsed like a cheap tent in the summer breeze, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, <laughs> it was uh, 
Yeah, 2-1. You did what? You won the second frame, didn't you? I did win the second frame, quite convincingly, yeah. I must admit. I won the second frame. Yeah, so we had a quick um, best of three match, didn't we? You broke into the first one. A bit lucky. Left yourself plum on the first ball after the break. The um, first yellow was worth the price of admission alone. Oh, yeah. You're jacking up top pocket, million. You've got it. Cleared him up. Straight in, yeah. Dan's head's on the floor. You've let him win the second frame. I could see he was gone. By that, by that point, after the first shot, I could see he was gone, really. But you broke try, third frame. Dan's got a great chance. Sith Rollins, weren't they? He's ab- yeah. They were Rollins, Rollins, and he's twitched up. Yeah. I did twitch. Got in off. Um, i just bring you back to what I've been saying for the last hour. How about I've been, my mind's gone, I've been twitching. That's all that's happened. He did say before he, uh, before he went on his favourite act, he was dust in off the... <laughs> So, uh, uh, clever. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. you should be a comedian, Jordan. <laughs> so, yeah, straight in off. I said, another t shirt I need to get made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we set up uh, a particularly difficult shot for me, the non player. So, we're, we're going to get a, a difficult shot or a skill shot or something the player's done every week. And I'm going to try and play it. I'm the non player. Yeah. I'm the non player. So, I've had my go. Uh, um, and Jordan, I got it first go. Yeah, with a rack stick. With it? a racky. And I don't think with people, the worst racky, yeah, it, yeah. it had a tip bigger than your head down. You can watch it on YouTube when Jordan Church played Mike King on the money match. He wasn't left with the shots. He had a, a triple he was left with and he's, he slammed it in off two hours and then doubled the black. So you can watch it online. We've got Scott to do, redo it and he's actually done it first time. Yeah, yeah um, Jordan gave me a bit of a pep talk before I went on. You Start know, just said, really. just, just, just gave me one. Whack it, whack it in with... Uh, Right hand side, just hit it as hard as you can and hope for the best. <laughs> we hoped for the best and it went in. Yeah. You know, I was buzzing, especially with a racky. To do it with a racky. That was nice. When you played Dan, though, you, you even let him play with your cue. How yeah. nice are you? Yeah. So he had no problem with the tools. You've given him a chance to give him a big comp- a bit light, a confidence. Though, that cue for me, to be honest. White yeah, but if it was heavier, the white would have gone in quicker on that last shot. Yeah, it would have done. Um, um, <laughs> Sorry, you were also complaining about the conditions that the table wasn't brushed before you went uh, on. I, there was some movement in my eye line. There's too many people in the club. So yeah. That put me off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Any other excuses that you noisy. can go to? You haven't been playing uh, for a while? I've got a couple of kicks into the shot to play me out of position. Give, yeah. me, give me your top five, and you'll, you'll be good at this, Jordan. The top five excuses you hear from pool players why they lose matches. My favourite one of all time, aircon was blown and drying my eyes out on the shot. <laughs> That's true. My favourite one is that I used to play snooker. I used to play snooker with with, with, with a guy, and he uh, and he said, "I've had I've had a big dinner. That's why he lost. <laughs> He'd had a big dinner. He'd had some pasta. That's my reason for playing well. Before we play, keep keep your still on the shot. <laughs> yeah, <I can't> move. <laughs> Dan, are you taking all these tips I'm in? Just writing them down. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the other one as well? I haven't played for a long time. Yeah. I haven't practiced. What's what else, Dan? What else have you got? What's what's your other? I excuse? I'm, I'm not very good. I'm tip. not very good. No, that's honesty. I need oh, okay. a new tip. It wasn't my cue. Table hadn't been brushed. Got a kick. Couldn't see. Didn't have the glasses on. You didn't have your glasses I on. I didn't That's have my glasses true, on. Actually, to I be know. Fair. I'm long-sighted, so it doesn't really make a difference. But <laughs> I didn't have them on anyway. So, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, you did pick a pretty hard road back to try and give you a bit of give you, give you a bit of confidence. You know, there are there are easier opponents out there, but you've gone straight in at the deep end, and uh, yeah, it was really it was kind of sad because you had a real big chance there to um, to win, and you didn't. It's just making me worse. I don't know. I'm never going to play again. If I'm honest, I don't think I can get over that. I, I think Jordan Chess has <laughs> literally just retired me. <laughs> what a good guy to be retired by. Man. I know. 
you know, I mean, he hasn't rubbed it in, he hasn't gloated. So don't be surprised know. if you don't find this on YouTube. No, no, no. So have you got some quick fire questions for Jordan? I have. How did you know this? Uh, well, I figured that this was the time of the podcast. So we're going to do every guest, we're going to have the same five questions we're going to ask them. All right, and this nice. bit's called Under the Lights. I like it. Under the Lights. Very nice. I like it what you did there. Thanks. I was, yeah. Reds or yellows? Whatever's easier. Your pool nemesis. This is not quick, is it? Uh, oh, Jordan Shepherd. I'm f- uh, fully in his pocket. Are you? Yeah, I beat him in the last last tour, but yeah. Uh, How quick is that guy? Very quick. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's unbelievable to watch. Mm, um, if you could be in one movie, what would it be? Oh, God. Uh, if I could be in one movie, what would it be? Probably Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, good choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. Tell us something that people don't know about you. Oh, I've been asked this before, and I couldn't think of anything then either. Um, something people don't know about me. I can almost eat my own body weight in KFC. <laughs> no, I I tell you what, I I like to I like to comfort eat after I after I have a bad loss. <laughs> That's yeah. why it's a thin. Honestly, I <laughs> I, I eat like a calling me cat. Yeah, <laughs> we got, I got beat in the uh, in the worlds, and on the way back, <clears throat> I was I, I came back with Toby Bolt and I ate so much food. I was just so depressed. <laughs> I just sat there. Eat. I looked like. Uh, Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Just surrounded by fried chicken. And your final question, who's the best player you've ever played against? Oh, that's hard. I think we can safely say I'm not at the top of the list. <laughs> I would say uh, maybe the first, the only time I've ever like been fully outclassed was Mika in the World Masters final. He just absolutely, he, he just let me keep going for stuff and put myself in, put me in trouble and he didn't need, he didn't need to do anything. He just let me, let me hang, hang myself. Yourself. Yeah, he, brilliant. That's, yeah, so Mick probably. Do you think he's the best of all time? Um, I don't know really. It's hard to say. Uh, he's definitely, definitely up there. There's a, there's a couple of them. Him, Gareth Fox. Gareth um, Fox, quality player. The big two, yeah. Because I think if Gareth would have kept playing, like he won, he was the first. To, I think he was the first to win back-to-back titles, and I think he won three in four years or something. And the the standard was stupidly good. Whereas Mick's won like six now, but he won quite a few. When it was a bit weaker, after the big split. So yeah, I don't know. It's def- I would say it's between those two. But I think for me, if Darren Appleton would have kept playing, I think he would have been right up there. Darren Appleton's a quality is a, is a quality player, and don't you think it's crazy though that we've lost we lost kind of a lot of really good players. They had to go abroad to play. Yeah, that was well, the they only all, way yeah, they could keep playing. American Paul. Yeah, they, yeah. they all went to play American Paul. Good choice. I think some of them good. Yeah. Some what about Jason f- Shaw too? Jason Shaw, Chris Melling, one of my favourites to watch. Chris Melling, you know, have you seen? Yeah, have you seen that ridiculous yeah. clearance on YouTube? Yeah, who hasn't? Like, yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, it is absolutely just type like, in ridiculous it's just clearance. Stupid. Chris Melling, yeah. pops like up. it's stupid. He's got like millions of hits as well. Yeah, it? it's stupid Crazy. though. Like it doesn't make sense what he does. It no. just doesn't. But that is typical Chris Melling. That yeah. is what he does. He just he. I don't call him the magician for nothing. Yeah, because like even the simple stuff, he makes look. He just makes it look unbelievable. Like he played a he played a shot in the uh, in the Supreme Series and he's got he's at an angle and he's got to cut this ball down the rail, but everyone else would just concentrate on the pot and hit middle of the white. Chris trickles it over the pocket, sends the white twice across, and then the white hits the black again. And you're like, just yeah, pot it's, it's just, <laughs> just pot yeah, it. If he could play simple pool, he would he would have won so much more. He can't help himself. He just loves pleasing people. But he's, he's an like, entertainer. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he's somebody like yeah. you would pay your fiver or your tenner to go and watch. Oh, you, you, you would yeah. literally, you would literally pay a tenner to go and watch him play. You're very much like that. You, yeah. you play like that as well. Yeah, that, uh, that's the side of my game that I've been trying to sort of 
get out. Stop, <laughs> yeah. don't, no, 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 don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop because that's entertaining. People want to watch that. Yeah, but it doesn't win anything. People want to watch <laughs> that. Well, unless you're Chris Melling, but unless you're Chris Melling. Yeah. Like I've I've been trying to sort of Remember at the opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> Keith Brewer never won a world title. Yeah. On the opposite end of the spectrum. It's true. So he yeah. played totally within himself. Mm. Do you know want to know something? It's really it's really weird. I, I, I don't think <clears> that this podcast is gonna be shorter. Then it's going to take Keith Brewer to play his next shot. Oh, we're still on our first frame when we play. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it last? An hour, then it was a re-rack. An hour, then a re-rack. I mean, how yeah, can you... Yeah, we're still on the first frame. You're still on the first frame. So, have you got any money matches lined up in the future? Is that something that you want to do more of? No, so I'm in the King of the Hill. Have you seen that advertised this year? No. Uh, so a big one. 16 players, invite only. Um, that's the standard. It's pretty crazy. But um, So there's like... Uh, Ben Davis, Craig Marsh, Julian Shepherd, Simon Ward, Mark Farnsworth, um, Tom Cousins, Declan Brennan, Scott Gillespie, Mark Doyle, Dunster. Oh, yeah, it's nice. stupid. Um, so I was, I was lucky enough that I was, felt quite honoured to get an invite this year. Um, and they've done the draw, and I've actually got to play Mark Farnsworth at home. So he's got to come down here. Oh, wow. Um, so that'd be pretty cool, yeah. So What's it first to? First to 25. Oh, so you arrange nice. the match. Are we yourself. streaming this, are we? I don't know. There's rumours that it's going to be pay-per-view, whether okay. it is or not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, so like, obviously you get drawn home or away. Yeah. Um, and if you're away, I think you get like a little bit towards your expenses. Um, and they allow a certain amount of money for a ref. <coughs> and um, yeah, so I got drawn. I was first name out. It's like brilliant. I don't really care who I get now. I just, I was thinking, home. I was thinking, if I get one of the Scottish lads, it's like an absolute no Liam. Yeah, that's what he didn't want really. Yeah, yeah. Dunster or Gillespie or Doyle away or Declan Brennan away. Yeah, got to start catching flights and stuff. It's hard to take crowds. Yeah, of course um, it is. Perfect so yeah, at home. Yeah, perfect at home. And Mark, Mark's got like a massive following as well. Mm. And Kent's never never really had like a big match. Big match. Oh. So I mean. Like here, we've got sort of eight tables out in the in the main bit of the club. Um, so we're going to take out the, the seven tables around, and we're going to put just going to keep the one in the middle and kind of build like a little arena nice. around it. But I reckon we'll have probably two hundred plus people. Here. Can the public come in and watch? Yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be open to anyone. Is there an entry uh, entry fee? I don't know. We we've got to look at sort of how many people like we can have at capacity up here. And what's um, the price pot? Um, it's like it works out like ten thousand to the winner. Wow! Um, of the whole event, um, it costs. I think it's five hundred pounds entry. So that's as much uh, as the world championship. It's strange, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's beyond belief that yeah. it can happen. That's as much as the world championship. Yeah. So I think you win one match and you win like three or four hundred quid. Um, you win another match, it might be eight nine hundred or something like. That. Yeah. So it, go, it goes up. But originally the idea was that each match was going to be going to be a money game. Um, as well as like a knockout tournament as well, um, but people were just struggling to get the side pots and, and stuff. So I don't think that's because everyone's go so good. Yeah, 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 and I don't. I, so I don't think that's going to go ahead. I think there's a guy like a, a bookie that's doing doing some odds and stuff. But so it's such a, a great field. Would you put yourself in, in that quality of field? Um, you I, sound sound a bit down for yourself because I, you know, I said Gordon Jake would stick him in there, of course. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm at that top top level. The, the real elite guys um, but I, I can obviously beat them and I can beat them over a distance um, but yeah they're just doing it a lot more consistently than I am so I mean uh, yeah I just think I'm starting to get a little bit more belief and I think that tournament win helped last week or whenever it was a couple of weeks ago um, 
but yeah, I wouldn't put myself in that bracket. No top top brackets. Yeah, I, I don't. It's fine margins, yeah, isn't it? It's I, one, you know, it's one ball in ten frames. Yeah, and that's what I was saying about trying to be a little bit more solid, and that, and that was what I did at the weekend when I was getting myself into a bit of trouble. I was kind of before I would just go for like a mad shot. I mean, like one sh- one shot against Jordan Shepherd, I fell out of position. I've got one ball tied up and one ball left. And the first shot, because you're on a shot clock on the on the TV table, first thing you you tr- your natural game comes in. So I was thinking, right, I'm going to cut that yellow in, <laughs> send the white into the red, red into the top cushion, blast the ball yeah. down it, uh, and then, and then I just kind of had to rein myself in, to, and I just thought, he's still got a ball tied up, cover the pocket, and just ask him the question. If he clears up, he clears up. And he actually went in off, and I won the frame in the end. But that's that frame there, I wouldn't have won six months ago. Yeah. There's just a little fine margins that make the big difference. So you just have to just kind of shot selection. Try, yeah, try and change your game answer slightly just to, to get yourself up there and, and competing at that level, really. So. Do you believe you can be world champion? I think, yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I can prove that I can win a tournament with, yep. a, with, with that field. So, yeah, I think I think I could win it. Um, like, I mean, I mean I've, I'm, like I said, I made semis last year. I made quarterfinals this year, so I've been quite, quite consistent. I've made, I've had like quite a lot of con- consistent results. Been knocking on the door for a while, so. And you've beaten a lot of them top guys as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's not. I don't think. There's, I don't think there's anyone that I haven't that I haven't beat. So, but it's doing it one after the other. That's the that's the big thing. I would say you were probably more naturally talented than a lot. Of, some of a lot of them top guys anyway. But a lot of them seem. It doesn't look hard work, but it looks like they work at their game. Yeah. Whereas you can, looks like you can pick up a queue after six months and yeah. clear up easily. But I think for a long while I did kind of rely on that a bit too much yeah. though, and then that and you get found out. Like you, you might beat one, you you could beat two, but you're not going to beat but three, that consistency four, five, you haven't got yeah. unless you're practicing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's the big difference. You've got to work hard, otherwise you you can't beat those top so players. How much practice did you put in before last weekend's win? Uh, so I actually <coughs> had a bit a little bit of time off after the World Championships, and then for for probably. Two weeks before, I was playing every day. I was playing every and day. is was that just doing your practice routine, your your tempo? Yeah, and then I was playing people as well. So uh, do you know Ian Cattell? He won the World Masters. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I play with Ian sometimes. Uh, like we try and play together sort of once a week if we can. Um, and and it's sort of anyone really. And I just we I, I don't mind playing people that aren't necessarily playing on the tours and and, and at that that level. I just try and kind of concentrate on my own game. You played Dan today, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> England international. <laughs> just not for very long. Yeah. <laughs> no, if they watch those frames, you're in trouble. Sorry, you're, well, you're, you're in this year, though, aren't you? You're in the world. Uh, you're in the England team this year. Uh, yeah, I'm in the uh, yeah you know, the bottom team. Yeah, I'm I'm not delusional about how how I can play, and how good I am. I, I managed to get in, and I think I'm on. You get two goes. You get two matches. And over them two matches, you have to be over sixty percent. Otherwise, you have to go back to retrials. Mm. So I'm on fifty-eight percent or something. So okay. I have to get over sixty-two percent on the next match, which just got cancelled. It was meant to be in Bridlington. Oh no, uh, yeah, in Bridlington okay, in a couple yeah, yeah. of weeks. That's got cancelled. So you know, I'm an England player for a little bit longer. Well, so <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they'll rearrange that, though, wouldn't they? Oh, they are rearranging it. Yeah, yeah. at some point, not to the uh, October or something. I didn't want to tell you this, I didn't want to put any pressure on you, but that was actually your audition. It was. <laughs> so you're out of the team. Okay. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Jordan, you've got his spot. Well, <laughs> fortunately, it's, they're, they're, the seniors is over 40s, which I am. So I, hopefully I can, you know, I can go audition for the year. Uh, do you not think that's 40s? low? I think 40s is a bit young. Yeah, I do. In the pool game, the seniors, there's a, lot, really there's a lot of good players. That, well, I'm still in the, just about in the men's team. so Should be over 50s. Young. 
No, because that's the Masters. So. They do an over 50s Yeah, well. but I think they should do 50s and 60s, not 40s and 50s. Yeah. I mean, you look at the world's, like the IPA World Championship, they're seniors. It's like Mark Farnsworth's in, in the seniors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got Mark Farnsworth, Gareth Hibbert, and yeah. you've got uh, Ronan McCarthy. Well, they're top 16 players. Chris, Chris, Chris Melling would qualify. He's over 40, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You think about all those great players Darren, are over 40? And Darren. Yeah, Darren Appleton will be over yeah, 40. Yeah. That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. That's what I mean. I think they should make it 50s. Yeah, or, or even 45. Yeah. When, when, when do you decline? When do you decline as a player? I, I, you can decline any time. It's when they stop paying you. Yeah, well, no, because obviously Ronnie, Ronnie O'Sullivan's in his 40s. He's still still at the top of the game. Yeah, I, he, I've, he, I've noticed recently, though, I feel like he's on a bit of a decline. Yeah. I think Trump's taken Stuger to a new level, is, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, so Just know, when I'm, you thought, I'm behind. Sorry? Robertson's not far behind at the moment. Rob, they're both playing unbelievable. I mean, how many yeah. centuries would Trump have got this season? He's on 97 at the moment, though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. 97 yeah. with the world still to go. Yeah. But obviously, the world's probably won't be won't be played till when? July? Yeah. Is it July? August time? Something like that. Yeah, probably be. Yeah, yeah I don't June, know when July's rearranged for, but yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's insane, but, you know, I think players can play for longer now. Hmm. You know, but I think for Q Sports, I mean, you've, you've, you've always kind of had, you know, it's only the freakish players like your Hendries who, and Alex Higgins. I mean, they the only they're the only two people to win the World Championship snooker under the age of twenty three. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, do you know Hendry never won a, a ranking event in his thirties? No, that's absolutely true. That's crazy, isn't it? That's absolutely true. That's crazy. When you think how good he was, how, how good he was, he done that all in his twenties. <laughs> yeah, that's why he gave <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. Just he didn't like not competing. That's so mad to me. Who, who was strange. your favourite snooker player growing up? Paul Hunter was mine. Paul Hunter was yeah, a brilliant yeah. player. Because I, I um, like he used to queue quite far away from the whiteboard. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. I used to replicate that, and and that's what I that's one of the problems I've been having over the years because I used to keep my tip so far away from the white. Yeah, I used to hit the ball really late. Yeah. Obviously, he he used to just stay on the shot for longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he was. I used to love watching him. He was time. a definite world champion. He came to the. World Eight Ball Championships one year. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he was like the nicest bloke you could ever meet. Did you Did you get to meet your hero and you went? I got to meet him. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah, such a lovely guy, really nice guy. Did you have a story about Quinton Han as well? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You digressed. Yeah. So Quinton come. He came over to the Worlds, and the year he won the tournament, he um, he didn't have any money after he won the won the event. So he said to the Australian manager, he's like, "I'll sell you my queue." He's like, "You can have it for like eight hundred quid." He's like, you'll get more than that because the queue I won the world's for all things for you. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Then so he gives him the 800 quid or whatever it was. Might, might have even been 500 or something. And uh, he goes and sells the queue, makes a few quid on it. Anyway, the following year, Quinton comes back and he gets beat by uh, Chris Melly. He actually double hit the white in the decider. Yeah, oh, wow. Sick. So he doubled, he doubled the ball, doubled his last ball. White's coming around the table and he keeps his cue. Oh, no. Keeps his cue there <laughs> and he's looking for looking at the object ball, watching it go in. And the white comes around off like two cushions and then hits his cue. <laughs> so he fouls. So anyway, he gets beaten in the quarters by Melly. And um, he goes, Oh, can, do you want to do that deal with my cue? He goes, Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll do the deal. So he buys the cue off him, gives him the money, goes, Oh, there's my key card. It's, it's in the room. What he didn't tell him is that he actually bought a rat cue. <laughs> 
We bought a oh, Rapcue wow. over from Australia, had it all refinished and referraled to the size he wanted, and played with that. So the guys bought like this five pound Rapcue <laughs> for like eight hundred quid. He's not called Quentin Han anymore either, is he? Hasn't he? He's, He's changed, changed his, his name. name. Yeah. He's changed his name. He's a bit dubious now. He's a bit. He, a bit there strange. was some sort of fraud stuff going on apparently in Australia. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Some futures trading stuff. You know, obviously he's got a bit of a shady past. As as Quentin, I I thought he was entertaining. I used yeah. to think he was brilliant, playing in his shoe, in his yeah. socks. You know, you didn't know what colour hair he was going to have. From, Smash from, the break. He did it at the World Championships. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, yeah, but Clive Everton, you, you know the snooker commentator yeah, Clive yeah, Everton. If you've ever met him, he's a really nice guy as well. He was sat in that commentary box, raging. He freaked out, didn't he? Yeah. I'm sat there watching it thinking, <laughs> does it get any more entertaining than this? Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. he, he's showing no respect to the game. I might as well get beat, you Gentleman know, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, whatever. Were you surprised that he that he got done for match fixing? Probably probably not. Um, but, I th- you know, I, I think that the I think that he was a great character in the game. It's a shame he's not playing he's not playing pool yeah. anymore. Yeah. Because I think, he, I think he was a Tremendous talent, very, very good, you know, yeah. tr- tremendous talent, and he played the game the right way. Do you know he got beaten up by Ronnie O'Sullivan as well when he was um, when he was a kid? Beaten up. Ronnie O'Sullivan punched him in the face oh. as a as a as yeah. a as a child. He, he got his revenge on Mark King, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He beat, match, beat, 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 beat Mark King he in did. a boxing match. Quinton Han. Yeah. So so he so <laughs> what happened? Andy Hicks and Quinton Han are playing at the Worlds. Yeah. And to cut a long story short, Quinton Han must win to stay in the top sixteen. Andy Hicks, perennial underachiever in snooker, has beaten Quinton Han in the first round of the Crucible. He sits, as he's shaking Quinton Han's hand, he says, ha ha, you're not in the top 16 anymore. Quinton Han loses his shit. Funny that. Okay? And those two get into a bit of a tete-a-tete. Anyway, Mark King steps in and says, I'm, uh, I, I'll beat you up for my friend. Uh, I'll beat you up for my friend. So they had a charity boxing match. And Quinton Han beat marking up. Him, yeah, him. He just absolutely just boxed his head off. He like boxed his head off. Yeah. Oh. Can we find this on YouTube? I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they were selling DVDs years and years ago <laughs> around the clubs. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to watch that? But I, but I, but I do think you know he's you know he's going to look back on his career. I mean, he got really the book, the book slung at him, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, but time. You know, he's going to look back at him in his career and say, you know, actually, maybe maybe he could have achieved um, a little bit more. Certainly sure in parents, pool. I'm pretty sure his parents were, like, super well-off. Yeah. Uh, and he just doesn't... He was doing super bike for a bit, I think. Yeah. And he's just a... I just think he's, Sport, he's just a bit bored. I yeah. think he just gets a bit bored. Yeah. It's like... And I suppose not much is out of reach for him, so he's just a bit... Yeah, just, I suppose, boredom gets him. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, he's a funny character. Though. Turning up to the to the World Championships hungover. Yeah. I mean, what more? What more? What more could you want? What more could you want? Yeah, We've all done it. You've turned up today hungover. That's why you. I was only watching. That's, that's why you lost today. You had a heavy night's drinking last yeah. night. Yeah, I was up at half six. I had to drive here. You were cocoa in bed by Stick ten. Stick that on the list of excuses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I had a long drive. I had a long eat two, two hour drive. A long drive. I was hammered last yeah. night. I was hammered last down. night. Two and a half shandies. Two and a half shandies. Done. Anyone? I've got no more questions. Well, in which case, Jordan Church, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, thank Jordan. Thank really appreciate it. Uh, thanks thank for you. having me on. Thank no, you for your time. You. Thank you for your club. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very thank much. You. And maybe you can come on again yeah, when I'd you've won to. the World Championships. Yeah. You won't want to know us then, will you? I might have about one hair left in my you won't wanna know, you, won't, you, you, you won't want to know us then when you've won the Worlds, <laughs> will you? You'll be, you'll be too good for us. Yeah, you want to charge us more, won't you? Yeah, want to charge us more, yeah. Double. It's a massive fee. Money. Massive £5 fee today. He got his £5 for beating me. He got his £5 for beating me. That's enough. That makes it worth £5. Yeah. That's better, than, that's better than getting paid. Well, money one is sweeter than money in the 
<laughs> John Church, thank you very much. Uh, thank thanks, you. Guys. Cheers.